Hi there, it's Dallas Travers. Thanks so much for tuning in. You are indeed listening to Coaches on a Mission, the podcast for values-driven coaches who want a business you're really proud of. The episode you're about to listen to was recorded before we changed the name of the show to Coaches on a Mission. So you're gonna hear a reference to the Six Figure Coach podcast. Never fear, you're totally in the right place. These episodes were just way too good to remove from our archive. So I hope you enjoy and thanks again for tuning in. Hi there, I'm Dallas Travers. Welcome to the show. Before we dive in, I just want to thank you for listening. It's a lot of work to produce a podcast, but I just really enjoy every moment of it. I love connecting with our guests and I love hearing from you when a certain episode makes an impact. So could you do me a favor and head on over to Instagram to tell me which episode has packed the biggest punch for you? You can DM me at my new account, which is at Dallas Travers Biz Mentor. I'll be sure to read each and every message and of course, reply back. And now let's get into this week's episode. My guest today is Izzy Stevens, who wishes she was more consistent in her marketing. All the social posts, the weekly emails, and extra efforts have never felt completely easy for Izzy. And up until recently, she just assumed her big block was fear. It's hard to put yourself out there, so she figured if she could just build up more confidence or get over her fear in some way, then marketing would be easier. But Izzy came to realize that maybe she was giving her fears more credit or blame than they deserve because what she really lacked was clarity. So Izzy's dream client has shifted since she started coaching, but she hadn't taken the time to crystallize who her new ideal audience is really made up of and what they need to hear from her. That's what Izzy and I dug into during today's episode. We defined her target audience and then identified four common themes her ideal clients all face. And those became Izzy's core content pillars, making the whole content creating thing so much more inspiring rather than just a big dream. So if you ever wonder if your niche is too narrow or you don't seem to find the mojo you need to put yourself out there consistently, please tune into this episode. You'll walk away with a clear framework to help you engage in an ongoing conversation with the people you most want to help instead of just slogging through more content creation. Hi, Izzy. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Me too. So I want to loop everyone listening in because we put a call out to our club members about volunteering for the show, and we got more volunteers than I anticipated. So there was this big gap between the time you applied and today. So I think the best place to begin, even before we hear about your business, Mm. Fill everybody in on where you were at when you applied, what you've learned maybe since that time, and then what you want to walk away with today. Great. So when I first applied, I was in this space where I was juggling so many different projects. I'm a filmmaker. I'm an actor. I've got projects going on in those two areas. I'm Moonlight as a student. (laughs) 
as a student, you know, you can find me at two o'clock in the morning writing an essay in bed. I also am working on my business and trying to grow it and find ways to show up consistently with habits and systems. And yet I find myself constantly not doing that. So I sort of applied with this idea that we could sit down and really nut out, okay, how do I need to show up for my business on a weekly basis and really get in the weeds on that? Since then, I really realized that I'm someone who lives and dies by a deadline. I really need that pressure mm-hmm. and accountability of to someone else. Setting deadlines for myself doesn't seem to work. I'm like, oh yeah, I see it on the calendar. Great. Bye. <laughs> when I have someone else to be accountable to, I start to show up in a very full way. Mm-hmm. And so what I did was I was listening to a few different podcasts of yours and found that the best thing to do was probably to get some help. So I ended up hiring a VA for that purpose to sort of have someone who can project manage me and so that I can be accountable to them and put my money where my mouth is. Yeah. And I just hired her yesterday. So it's very <laughs> exciting. We just said yes, we're signing on the dotted line and we're getting started. And I'm thrilled because she has more expertise than I do. And that's exactly what I wanted. I wanted someone who can show up with more experience for me so I can say, okay, what do we do? This is what I want and how to get there, which is something that you taught in a previous podcast as well, which was so, so helpful for me in terms of delegating because I like to control everything. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So that's where I have landed. And it's been a really good journey to get there. And what's actually it has revealed to me is now I have to be ready to show up with my list, with those emails weekly, with the social media content. And I'm unsure about where to take that. Got it. Okay. So here's what I understood Number one, just to fill everyone in, Izzy's company is called Creative Luminaries. Mm -hmm. Izzy is, and I'm going to forget one of your careers. (laughs) You're a filmmaker. Mm -hmm. I think you shared with me you have two films you're in post-production on. Correct. Another one that's entering festivals. Yes. Okay. So there's three films under that umbrella Yeah. are sort of needing management for three different teams. Yes. Got it. Plus you're an actor. Mm -hmm. So you're working you're also auditioning and then you have your coaching business. Mm-hmm. So there was definitely, I don't want to say overcommitment as though it was a mistake, mm-hmm. but a like a wormhole. <laughs> you found a wormhole somewhere where there were more than 24 hours in every day for you, evidently. Yes. yes. <laughs> Plus the, all the work to finish your degree. So a very full life. Mm-hmm. And you were in a space of wondering like, what's wrong with me? Why am I not prioritizing my business? Or why can't I get it all done? And then you saw, oh, no one individual can get this all done. Mm -hmm. So now you've hired a VA who's going to project manage you. Mm -hmm. You realize you respond really well Mm -hmm. to external accountability. Absolutely. Okay. The funny part about it is that initially I thought, oh, I just need a coach that can help me move along. And then I thought, but that's just adding more to my plate. What I need is someone (laughs) taking stuff off my plate. Yeah. So it really was the right choice for me. And I'm thrilled to have that. But now it's also bringing up, okay, where to from here? Because I'm someone who has lived by this fight or flight mode since I was 18 and I was working in a television show three days a week, finishing my high school degree two days a week. And I was starring in a musical at the time. So it was like, I was sick constantly and I don't want to live that way anymore. I 
I do, I want to enjoy life a little bit, even yeah. though I'm very career oriented. So yeah, um, it's definitely time to stop being so in this hamster wheel and start to just breathe and enjoy what I've set up for myself okay. and work so uh, hard. Amen. <laughs> I'm going to warn you about one little thing and then we'll move our conversation forward. And I'm, I can only speak for my own experience, but when I have hired, and we just went through this with Julie on our team, who's incredible. Julie produces the podcast. So hello, Julie, you're doing a great job. <laughs> but there was probably the first 45 days of the project manager whose job it was to make my life easier. My life got harder, right? So there's that. I've used this metaphor a lot inside our program, but before you can leap, you actually crouch down, you right, you get in that bent position so that you can jump higher. Mm -hmm. So it may feel like that now for the first chunk of time with your VA, and that doesn't mean that anything is wrong. Mm-hmm. Great. But I'm just I'm just warning you that nothing's broken if you, that's your experience, because that typically tends to be the experience, especially for someone who likes to do it all by herself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So we're ticking the box around delegation and just getting extra support. What, if anything, has that revealed to you? Because now, theoretically, there's this space to put yourself out there and follow through on the marketing pieces. Mm-hmm. What's present for you around that? What's present for me is this feeling that now that I essentially have this support system that will be developing, I'm realizing that I don't exactly know what to say or who to talk to. And I think that something we spoke about was a lot of the time when I'm in inaction, I tend to blame myself with Mm -hmm oh, I have too much fear. I'm resisting. I have limiting beliefs. I need to go inward. I need to meditate. I need to figure this out. Whereas sometimes it's not, I mean, yes, that resistance piece is there. Absolutely. Every day of my life. And yet I'm really good at facing that when I know what I'm doing. And I'm really good at showing up when I know what needs to happen. Mm -hmm. What I'm realizing is that it's not all my fault in terms of that (laughs) blame and fear and the resistance. It's actually not all under that umbrella. What's actually happening, I realize, is I don't know if what I'm doing is, I suppose, the way that I'm teaching right now in terms of my niche is actually who I want to be serving or how I want to be serving. (laughs) And I think that's why I'm not consistent with emailing people and getting up with my social media content and going live and doing all these things that are easy for me. I'm technologically savvy. I know how to write an email. Right. Well, and you know how to tell a story. Right. So it's it's actually not so hard, but I think that I struggle with, but why am I saying this and who's listening and who do I want to listen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, great. There are layers to this. Yes. (laughs) Definitely like a fear of visibility playing a role here. What I'm hearing you say is you've been giving that more credit than it actually deserves. And perhaps a newly clarified target audience and message, it's going to strip away a lot of the excuses that your fearful self has been able to hang on to up until now. Yes. Okay. So I want to just shout out to Mika Awai. Everyone listening, we'll put her episode number in the show notes because I don't have it memorized off the top of my head. But she is a content expert. Mm. And she in particular is a 
expert around nurture content. And what I got from her episode was the importance of shifting our perspective of content creation away from that Mm -hmm. and toward an ongoing conversation with the person we really want to help. Yeah. If you don't know who that person is, how can you be in conversation with them? Right. Okay. All right. So we have cleared the decks here around your to-do list a little bit. You're still going to be busy and you've got Mm -hmm. your VA, but now we've got to dial in your message and your target audience first Mm -hmm. in order to make your marketing tasks more enjoyable, more efficient, and more consistent. Exactly. Wow. Okay. I'm surprised. I didn't know we were going (laughs) to Cool. Okay. So talk to me about, I think it'd be helpful for you to share who your audience has been up until now and where you're at around the shift. And then I'll ask you some questions and we'll see if we can get more clear on your your new audience. Fantastic. So right now, who I serve are artists, creatives, specifically actors and filmmakers who are ready to go from script to screen. So my ethos is you don't have to wait for the phone to ring. You can create your own work. You can create your own creative career. You can be successful. And it's the way that I live my life. And it's so I really love to teach that. And so I take people, essentially, I take people through the paces of making a film. This Mm -hmm. is what my copy tells people that I do. Okay. First of all. So we come into coaching. I'll help them write a script. I'll help them develop a pre-production plan, go into production and then go into post-production. And then we do the festival run. So that's sort of the progress pathway. Okay. What ends up happening in coaching a lot of the time is that I'm very eager to help them wherever they're at. And I'm finding that I'm actually coaching on so many different things. They're all creative. They're all underneath the creative umbrella, Uh but I'm helping people start production companies. I'm helping a novelist write a book. I'm helping. There are lots of different things that I'm helping with. And because that is a symptom of me over serving. And I see that it's also a symptom of me wanting other outlets of creative coaching. And I'm realizing what I love to do is help people in two ways, these two pieces. One is the mindset of being a creative. So all that fear and resistance that comes up, all of that stuff that we need to do to get ourselves right to create and the internal work, the support that someone needs to go through the paces of making something that's vulnerable to them. Mm -hmm. And then the other side of that is the second piece is this making something practically with actionable steps through broken down timeline and project management and all that sort of stuff. So they're two very different things. Obviously they go together very well as a creative coach, but I don't know how much I want to just focus specifically my copy as well on filmmaking. So that's what I heard. Yes. It's so interesting. And you probably see this sometimes too, with your clients a client sitting in front of me could think that the problem they face is bigger than it actually is. Yeah. Because what I'm hearing is if you just look at the written copy of how I, Izzy, describe my business, you would think I work with filmmakers who have a script started and they're stuck around taking that script, finishing it, and producing their Mm -hmm. own project. Mm -hmm. When in fact, the medium for your clients doesn't matter to you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's the only difference that I heard. 
Yes, that is exactly true. And I think that I chose that as a niche because I thought it was really smart to niche down, 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 down yeah. in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And saying that, you know, I'm a creative coach and this is how I help people seemed too nebulous, seemed too like broad, right? Completely. Mm-hmm. I agree. Niching down doesn't help if it doesn't light you up. Yeah. I mean, filmmaking does, but I think that I've just, now I'm just feel like there's so many hands in all of the different paint buckets and the paint splashing everywhere. And I don't know what I'm doing. So I don't know who I'm talking to and I'm just not doing anything. Okay. Tell me if this resonates. Mm -hmm. So my original, when I shifted from just serving one-on-one clients to launching my first program, that program was client surge. Right. Mm -hmm. So inside the club, client surge is step three. Right. Mm -hmm. But that was my only program. Mm -hmm. Client surge, you're in the club. So it takes up a lot of real estate. There's a lot of conversations about it. It's the thing that really gets everybody out of the gate. Yes. So is it valuable? Yes. Do I stand behind it and get a lot of joy and pleasure out of talking about everything client surge related? A hundred percent. Is that really what I want to talk about every damn day on Instagram? No. I see a connection between where I was at and where you are at. It became very limited in my message when it came to my messaging, right? I'm going to back it up just so I'm super clear for everyone. Just talking about client surge with clients and students was awesome. I loved it. Having to be in that tiny container, silencing a lot of my other gifts, in my marketing, there was friction there for me. And the clients that I love working with love getting started with a client surge, but that is not their destination. Yeah. Right? So does that land for you as well? Absolutely. Right. So even if your messaging was, and we need to dial it in, right? But even if it was around, if you're creative and you have a project you want to put out in the world and you're not doing it, I can help. Mm-hmm. Right. Even if every client who came to you had a script that they wanted to produce into a film, you would be happy as a clam. But totally. being able to have a more dynamic conversation in your marketing mm-hmm. feels really important to you right now. Definitely. Got yeah. it. I totally relate to that. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, really, am I going to go live and talk about discovery sessions again today? Okay. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> All right. So I want to just say one other piece here, which I think you were on track with. Mm. I would rather, Izzy, and this is for everyone listening, I would rather you over niche (laughs) than under niche because getting too narrow is the thing that reveals you're too narrow. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to see when you're too wide. Mm -hmm. So let's, specificity is the thing that brings in opportunity. And sometimes that opportunity is more clients and more money and more course ideas. And sometimes that opportunity is an invitation to expand. Yeah. Great. Okay. I love it. The other thing you said was there's this mindset, the inner work of being the, of being an artist, Mm -hmm. right? And then the practical application of creating your project. Those things from where I stand have to go together. Absolutely. Okay. So you don't feel like that's too bad. Those are the two things I like to work on with people. Yeah. Yeah. Together. And I think that they're both so important and that's saying that is it's more broad than just taking someone through the film, making progress pathway, helping them develop an idea and make that. And that's where I get stuck. Mm -hmm. Tell me more. So 
I I guess I have this fear around if I start saying, oh, I'm a creative coach, if I start saying I'm a creative coach, I worry that I'm going to not appeal to the people that truly need me. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's 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 tough because I can see a lot of people, even in my life, that are facing this. Oh, I I really I've been thinking for years about making this X Y Z insert project here, and well, I just can't do it, and I don't have the resources or the time. I love this saying that I think it's Marie Folio says everything is figure outable. Mm-hmm. I really live by that. This, this I just started reading her book, which is why I brought it up. But this idea that you have the resources, you have the time, you have the money. You just have to figure out how to use what you have. Yes. That's where I shine. That is where I shine. Yes. And in terms of a practical filmmaking approach, because that's the way that I bring that to my filmmaking, I am a kind of a, you know, weird filmmaker. I'm like, okay, we got to, we got to figure out how to do this. I'm not someone, I'm not, I'm not a type A in that space. I'm not, everything needs to be organized completely and in line. I'm like, okay, guerrilla style, grab a camera, let's go. And I can also do the fully organized timesheet. Everything is planned out. Everything's circled. So everything's shot listed out. I can work in both of those spaces where I shine is this, what do you have in front of you? And let's make that work. Yes. Right. Got it. Yeah. Okay, so we don't need to go down too far down the rabbit hole of what is my title. Nobody cares. No one cares. <laughs> right? So if yeah. someone tells you what you do, I just don't say I'm a creativity coach, right? Say, I help <laughs> artists. Yeah. Right? I help artists use their resourcefulness to finally make their dream project. Yes. Yes, Dallas. That, yeah, that's what you oh, do. Though, so we're done. That's good. <laughs> and that's, that's it. Though, that that's, that's feels so aligned. Yeah. 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 Okay. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what I want to do is take a break Mm. and then let's come back and look at two things. Who is this dream client? And then let's identify, we're going to take a page from Tamika's book and identify just a handful of core, Tamika calls them nurture themes right? But core Mm. issues or core beliefs or core areas of stuckness Mm. that you can address in your content moving forward. Does that sound like a plan? Yes. Awesome. Thank you. Great. We'll take a quick break and then come back and get to work. Hey, I've got a question for you. What's your coaching superpower? If you haven't thought about it, I've got a free quiz that's pretty good at deciphering your magical mojo. Are you great at creating connections? Maybe you're a natural leader who people just trust, or perhaps it's your strong sense of purpose that you really need to leverage. Let's find out where you are, where you want to be, and how to best get you there with the Coaching Superpower Quiz. It'll take you about 45 seconds to complete, and when you're done, you'll learn the precise steps you need to take, whether you're ready to scale your business, you want to build your list, or you just need to find some paying clients. Plus, you'll get your very own personalized toolkit that caters to your unique superpower because... 
Accentuating the positive is always a good idea. So if you're ready to clear away the fog, chart your course, and steer your business in the right direction with as much ease and grace as possible, go take the superpower quiz. You can find it now at sixfigurecoachquiz.com. Welcome back. This is Dallas Travers. I've got Izzy Stevens here. We are re-niching, right? And just tweaking your messaging to make your life easier. Mm-hmm. Not because you don't love the people you work with, but my understanding, Izzy, is that what you have been saying hasn't really matched the work you've actually been doing and who you've been bringing in. So by broadening your message or by giving you permission to talk about more things than just scripts, yeah, going to make it easier to put compelling content out there in the world. Yes. Okay. So you help artists use their own resourcefulness to make their dream project. Mm -hmm. Tell me more about your favorite type of artist to work with. So I'd love to use one of my clients who will call Mary. So Mary is a novelist and she had written, right? So it's so funny that she was (laughs) a novelist that actually came to me saying, look, I'm writing a novel right now. It's my second but I really do want to move into film production, TV scripts and production, stuff like that. But right now, would you take me through the writing of my novel and help me keep accountable? So we've been working together for three months and she's just handed in her manuscript and it's very exciting. We've been celebrating. I absolutely love working with her. The way that she shows up, she's a little bit older than the rest of my clients Mm -hmm. and she's already in her career. Uh And there's something that about that, that really appeals to me because I don't feel excited to teach the fundamentals of Mm -hmm. certain things. I'm sort of ready to teach the actionable, the mindset, the resourcefulness, this piece over here. And with her, we show up in session, we get so much done, but it feels like five minutes. We're just talking. Mm -hmm. And I just, I don't know. It's, it is also the person, but I found her by a fluke. Like this is, it was a really fluky way to have found a client that was outside of my regular circle. Mm -hmm. And when I see that, I think that was such a good example for me to, these are the kinds of people that I'm marketing towards. And it's so funny, Dallas, even she said to me, I know you only really work with film, but I just have a lot of people that would be really interested in creative coaching from you. And I was like, I'm interested. I'm very interested. (laughs) Because she's like, you're so good at this. This This is what people need. And I want to live in that space and figure out how to appeal to that person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay. So before I ask this question, what I heard you say was we want to speak to, is the word seasoned an okay word? Seasoned artists? I suppose so. You yes. may find a better word, but yeah, something insert here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. So seasoned artists. Mm. And w- yeah, however she would label herself, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. now gets, guess who gets to do some more Spark interviews? <laughs> yeah. Who have a bit of a track record mm-hmm. and find themselves for whatever reason stuck or moving at an uncomfortable pace, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So whether that's inconsistent or disjointed or just too darn slow, Right. Or perhaps they've created something before and they don't want to do it that way again. How you talked about your career. You're like, I would like to create things without being sick all the time. Yes. Right. Okay. So they know enough to know there's a better way to do it. 
And probably like you, they know the power of external accountability. Yes. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So what are, now we're jumping ahead inside of the club curriculum to like the content frameworks. Okay. Or even those spark interviews where we get really clear on their current circumstance and beliefs that they have about themselves in particular due to those circumstances. So if we look at the things that weren't working for Mary, what are a couple of those circumstances? So interestingly, when I look at Mary, I think, well, here's someone who's really accomplished, right? Who has found this success. And yet it's evident to me that no matter where we're at in our career, we still show up with, oh, I'm not worthy of this, or this isn't I still have to prove myself or I'm not going to make a career out of this. I'm 11 o'clock at night looking at job listings, thinking I might need to jump ship. And even someone who is at that place is struggling with that fear of failure. I think that there's a lot of that in there. And I really enjoy coaching in that area because Mm. I found it to be very effective. I would say that she would describe herself as a writer, but she would say it with like a smile on her face that she doesn't really believe it. Got it. Right. Got it. Mm. Got it. So, right. I'm an artist, but am I, am I an artist if I didn't make art this morning? Mm -hmm. Okay. Got it. Good. So I'm not there yet. There's a fear of failure. What else? How would she describe herself? She's spiritual, a little bit spiritual, It doesn't overpower the conversation, but we share an experience of spirituality, which helps us frame things. And I really align with that. Am I talking about her as a person? I'm glad you asked because I was just going to clarify. Let's look at characteristics of the circumstances. Mm -hmm. I'll give you an example before hiring you. Great. So a circumstance might be, I wrote a book before. Why is this not easy this time? Yeah. Right. So really specific circumstances rather than characteristics. Fantastic. So, and I know now because we have this example of finishing a book together, so I can talk about the differences. Great. The first time she wrote a book, she felt chaos. She felt that she was showing up with a lot of the book is late, it's not good enough, or Mm -hmm. I'm madly rushing to the finish line and I'm not really good at managing my time. Mm -hmm. Whereas now with a, with a coach, with, with me, we've been able to take her through in a really leveled way in a really paced out, feels good, nourishing. She shows up fully ready to be vulnerable or wherever she's at. And we go through the the experience of coaching together and she comes out the other side, ready to continue working. And through that, she was able to actually hand in her manuscript like a week early. I was going to say it was, it's only been three months. So this Mm -hmm. has also been very efficient, really efficient. Okay. And and that's why it's also what, that's also why Mary's my dream. Because she shows up and she also does the work and she's not afraid of the work. She just, she also knows what she needs. She'll, she's someone who will come and say, look, these are the things that I'm struggling with. What do we do? Yeah. Got it. Okay. So one circumstance is it's 11 at night and I'm doing a job search. Yeah. The belief I have that keeps me stuck in that circumstance is either I'm not there yet or I'm not going to be able to do it again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then another circumstance is chaos in her creative process. Yeah right? Which creates so much stress. It really eats away at confidence. It's the opposite of efficient. 
It's all like based on adrenaline rather than flow. Yeah. And the belief she has about herself because of that circumstance is what? That she's not truly an artist. Mm. Is, does this land as well? Not truly an artist. What about like, ooh, this is how all artists are. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just destined for a life of chaos. Cre- creativity is chaotic. Yes, exactly. So I don't, there is no other way. Yes. Okay. And I will say that even through this process of writing her book, those cycles have come up, mm-hmm. but yeah, they're much less now that we're working together. And that's where I see the value of this work, where I can see her being able to pull herself out quicker and, mm-hmm. and with more chutzpah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Got yeah. it. Okay. So let's go back to the first one. It's 11. I'm searching for jobs because I'm pretty convinced that failure is in my future because that's how I feel today. Yeah. What's the belief that Mary needs to have? That she will fully sustain herself in her creative career and that she already is doing that. Yes. This is sustainable and I'm capable. Yes. I'm a single mother supporting children with my creative artist salary. Amazing. Amazing. Great. So the next one, creativity is chaotic. That's the circumstance, right? The belief is I'm not truly an artist. Another belief could be this is what it means to be an artist. So I'm destined for this Mm -hmm. dramatic existence. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What's the belief? So we'll go to the first one. I'm not truly an artist. What does she need to believe instead? That she is an artist, that yeah. she, and has proven to herself that this is sustainable, yeah. that she's making a living out of the words that she's writing. And also that people are asking her for speaking engagements. They're booking her. They want her. She has a following. It's all of that in there, which is evidence of her success. Yeah. Great. Now, what about that? There is no other way. This is what creativity looks like. What belief that you have to be a hot mess to get anything done or be successful. <laughs> right. So what can she believe instead? Oh, instead, instead. Mm-hmm, that's okay. That's so <laughs> uh, instead, she can believe that creativity can be measured and nourishing and mm. grounding and can help you feel leveled about your life rather than up in the clouds, worrying and hectic. You can feel like oh your gosh. feet are on the ground that you can breathe easy and that you can switch off at five o'clock and go and have make dinner with for your family and sit down and enjoy that time. Mm, that's so good. So we have now the beginnings. I'm going to give you an assignment here, but the beginnings of some content themes. And again, I just, I'm shouting out Tamika Awai a lot because she really is the person who illuminated this for me. Orisha Creative, we're going to make sure to post her a link in the show notes to her episode, but also her site because she's a genius. But we've got some themes here that you can start to build your content around, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So, and the themes are the new beliefs. Okay. So one of them is that your artistic career, you're capable of an artistic career and it can be sustainable. Mm-hmm. Right? Your art can be nourishing and grounding and leveled. Mm. You are an artist, right? So there are more here. Yeah. But now what you get to do is I'm going to give you the assignment. I'm excited. I know, right? Yeah. I want you to think about at least seven 
right? Different circumstances, okay, right? And then this is inside of the club curriculum, by the way. It's in the content frameworks, mm, okay? Yes, yes. But like, what are the circumstances I am in? What beliefs do I have because of those circumstances? And what do I need to think instead? Right. Now you've got a bit of a map for your content, right? You could probably get away with up to 12 or 15 of these themes, but more is not necessarily better, right? And now what you get to do is put blinders on and build content connected always to one of those themes mm -hmm. instead of connected to you have a script and you want to make a movie. Yeah. Do you see the difference? Totally. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of times, and this is for everyone listening, when we think about content, the place we start from is what is the result I help my clients create? And now I need to talk about that result. That's what I was doing with Client Surge, yeah. right? It's like, okay, I guess we're talking about clients all the time instead of really thinking about what are the themes here that need to be addressed in order to help you marry my dream client Give yourself permission to mm -hmm. invest in this kind of work. Yeah. Thoughts about this? Questions? This feels so clear. And I've gone through the content frameworks and I started to create these emails that I wasn't feeling aligned with. And so mm -hmm. I just never sent this stuff out. But I feel so much clearer with how to, I mean, even going back through my um, session recaps with Mary and finding those little nuggets of what we talked about and how we came to a conclusion. And there's so much in there that I can really pull out now that I have a better framework of who I am and what I'm, how I'm teaching people and who I'm teaching or. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's create an action list for you. I love that. You can say no to any of these suggestions. Of course. I think the first step is come up with a relatively final draft of your dream client power statement. We may already have it, right? I help seasoned artists become resourceful and make their next big dream project. Yeah. <laughs> but there could be something around flow or nurtured or about their creativity too, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Step number two, I would love, you just hired a VA, so we're going to model that a little bit. I would love for you to create a super short job description of your dream client okay. so that you can post it on social and bring in some spark interviews from with more Marys. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Right. So like market research, right. I'm fine tuning a new program to help artists, uh, help seasoned artists, right? Insert dream client power statement. Mm -hmm. I'd love to get on Zoom and pick your brain. Mm -hmm. If you, and then bullet points mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and get right. really specific about a track record. Even if you age, so does not matter at all when it comes to this avatar work, it's actually can be distracting, totally. but there's a maturity. We need to drop a clue in there about maturity yeah. or life yeah. experience, life experience or emotional maturity or something. Yeah, that, yeah exactly. Yeah. Something that shows that they're ready. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're going to do a dream client job posting. <laughs> if you can, can you post it inside our Facebook group and you can get feedback too? I'd, I want to see it. Absolutely. Great. Step three is some spark interviews. I don't know if you were on this call. It was our last Q&A call. Tony, who she and her husband have a business teaching like five-star cooking classes to home cooks, mm. essentially. Mm -hmm. 
And through the Spark interviews, Tony realized, oh, I, all of my messaging is wrong, <laughs> right? My dream client doesn't feel stuck or frustrated or rushed about cooking. My dream client isn't looking for Instapot meals. My dream client, cooking is creative expression. Yes. They want to spend 90 minutes in the kitchen every night cooking incredible mm -hmm. dinners. So that's the beauty of Spark interviews is it's just like they, they spark things, right? Yeah. So let's yeah. do some Spark interviews. And the goal is to come up with some themes mm -hmm. to inform all of your content. And these themes are not related heavily on a specific outcome. Right. Right. Or on the, um, what's the word, on the medium of the outcome. Mm -hmm. Medium. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good. How does that feel? It feels so good. I'm so excited. Okay. Yeah. So let's imagine that these four steps are finished. Mm -hmm. How is that going to shift the way you've been able to consistently or not consistently deliver the content that inspires you? Well, this, this podcast interview with you paired with my new VA, I now have this, this like reboot in my business mm -hmm. where I'm going to have someone that's able to show up for me and help me with content creation. I plan to do this in a way that we are meeting twice a month for an hour where I just get to brainstorm these things and, and she'll be able to help me carve this out and I'll finish the copy and then she takes care of the email. So I'm trying to implement a system now where I have consistency and I'm going to batch create, I suppose, a few months worth at a time mm -hmm. um, emails. And I think social is the next piece that I need to really figure out the emails. I'm now feeling clearer on yeah. social, I think is really making sure that I, I set that time every week to go live and making sure that I have a plan, an actual social media plan that incorporates all of these themes and these, these new sorts of ways of talking about what I do. Yeah. It feels a bit much clearer to me now. And I think that it was just a mindset shift or a framing, a difference in framing what I do that I really needed to have happened today. I was really stuck in this place of, but I help people make films. So what do I say about that? Okay. So one thing around the content, two things. Mm -hmm. Number one, you just said you feel a lot more comfortable with the email piece. Yeah. Take every email you've written mm -hmm. and break it into social content. Right. It doesn't have to be different. Inside of the content amplifier, yes. there's that whole training on repurposing. Yeah. So true. Okay. So start with the emails and let those inform mm. your content. So maybe the way we approach this is once you have your themes – right? Write an email connected to each theme. Mm -hmm. The goal with each email is to turn it into three pieces of social content yes. that your VA can then schedule. Great. Great. I have one other idea. I'm so glad you said you're going to meet with your VA to just have a container for brainstorming. Yeah. My poor team, they have to take turns because they're like, I don't know why she <laughs> makes us do this because we're sitting there looking at her on Zoom. That's what they're doing. It helps. They, I don't know. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Maybe it's not weird because this is what you do, but totally. yeah. it's, there's something about having someone literally like be able to nod their head and say, totally. uh -huh, as I'm thinking out loud about content, it's the yeah. craziest thing. So they take turns and I do that. But I wonder, could be your VA, but there could be someone in the club. Mm. There are a lot of people in the club who serve different types of artists in different ways mm. that you could have these 
brainstorming sessions with together, doing the same sort of thing, but they may be able to give you more applicable feedback than your VA who may not know your audience as well. So that's just food for thought. Great. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm so excited for you. I feel so excited. This is very actionable. I really appreciate you making it actionable too, because it will live in a nebulous place and I will never come down to the world and actually action things out unless I have a plan. So this is so helpful. Oh, it was helpful for me too. So thank you for raising your hand and coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. So the next thing I will look for inside of our Facebook group is your job posting and we'll, you can hop on some calls. We'll get that dream client power statement going. Great. Great. All right. Congratulations, Izzy. Thank you so much, Dallas. (laughs) Awesome. You're welcome. You're welcome. And thank you to everyone who tuned in. I hope you have a great week and we'll see you back here next Sunday. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, follow, rate, review the show, do all the things, because that's the best way to not only show your support, but actually help other coaches find this podcast. You can also take this episode further by following me on Instagram. I'm Dallas Travers Biz Mentor, and I deliver actionable and insightful lessons inside my IG stories, and they're actually inspired by each week's episode. So head on over to the gram right now to catch up on this week's lesson. And again, thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you back here next week.